What's up everyone, welcome back to Spark Talk here on NFL Only, where we're gonna give you our week four game predictions, as well as going to some NFL news. And to start off with some news, according to the NFL, members of the competition committee are uncomfortable with all the roughing the passer calls, but they're still unsure if any of it will actually change. Um, we've seen an outcry of you know, uh, news reporters, um, the guys that run the, the radio shows on TV, um, like the first takes, the uh, the undisputed, the herd, the you know, all the type of shows like that on ESPN, FS1, things of that nature. Um, there's been a lot of outcry about these calls because they're pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah they're just they're, uh, <clears throat> when you actually sack somebody like a regular sack, and, you and get it's a called penalty? Rugby, yeah, it's it. It's getting to the point to where, like, you're only playing in bubble wrap eventually. And it's just, it's ridiculous. It takes football out of football is really what it does. Yeah. yeah. And well, and then, like, the league wants high-scoring points, so mm-hmm. the next logical thinking past this is to put a flag on the quarterback. And with the way some of these def- uh, defenders are, grabbing a flag is not going to be hard. So then you're just going to limit points. Yeah. So I say change the rule. I mean, I think we – I think pretty much, like, 95% of yeah. the people – agree that we should change the rule. I'm sure there's still people that say it's not that big a deal. Uh, but when games are getting decided and yeah. drives are being prolonged because of a hit that's just a good hit, mm-hmm. like you're penalizing the defense for just playing defense, like, come on. I think the uh, Jason Pierre-Paul uh, little helmet slap. Oh, and Big Ben flew to the ground. Yeah, it came in the yeah. – uh, <clears throat> it came in these uh, – at the end of the second quarter when they had that drive, I think. Mm-hmm. So that, that cost uh, Tampa Bay uh, what four points right there, four or, seven, four or seven points, depending on if you think they were going to actually get a field goal or something. But, yeah, it, it cost Tampa Bay points, and it cost them critical points because they ended up losing about three points. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, yeah, these, these calls can be huge. They're 15-yard penalties. They're yeah. automatic first downs. And more often than not, they come on third down because more yeah. often than not – Teams are passing on third down, whether because it's third and long or just because of the way the game is nowadays. More quarterbacks are dropping back on third down, so the chances of a roughing the passer call, especially now, mm-hmm. are extremely high. Yep. And they change the face of the game. Momentum swings. All these things happen. And I saw a tweet from Tony Dungy where Tony said, or he quoted a tweet from Dean Blandino saying, allow the referees to just ref the game. He thinks the roughing the passer call should go back to the way it used to be. And Tony Dungy basically kind of echoed that sentiment and also stated that referees, it's kind of like the the catch and no catch rule um, where referees know what a catch is. Referees know what unnecessary roughness is. Don't make their job harder and more complicated. By now they're having to like, they're having to like really tell what's going on and like, oh, did he really drive him to the ground? Did he put all or most of his body weight onto him? Or did he just hit him and roll off him? Like, you're putting too much into the ref's hands right now. That's not the way the game is supposed to be played. The referees are supposed to officiate yeah. the game, make sure the game is played fairly, and that's what they're supposed to do, not yeah. decide games. The catch rule, like you and Reggie saw last year, it decided games. Yeah. It decided the Patriots... Steelers game, which ultimately decided home field advantage. Yeah, I know. And now we're going to see this call, I think, this year do the same exact thing. Yeah. 
I mean, we've already it's, seen it. It's ridiculous. Games. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's it's the, it's yeah, like you said, it's the new version of the catch rule mm-hmm. is what it is, and it's uh, ridiculous. And it they uh, I think I said this on Tuesday. We're like Roger Goodell could just go up to the refs and be like our ref committee or the uh, whatever, whatever committee it is at this point, uh, saying just don't call the just don't call it. You, we'll we'll mess with it in the off season. This uh, upcoming off season, just don't call it. All right, it's all he has to do. But for some reason, he's not doing it. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't know. It's like the fans are upset, players are upset, coaches yeah. are upset. I mean, coaches are being are having to be physically held back from attacking the officials. They're not yeah. obviously going to attack them, but jumping in their face and screaming at them. Yeah. Like, these calls, and I know the officials don't want to call it. Yeah. You know they don't want to call it because it just makes their job that much more difficult. Mm-hmm. You know the refs didn't want to make the catch rule. You're basically telling the ref, you don't know what a roughing the passer is, so we're going to dumb it down to you. Basically, everything's a roughing the passer. Instead yeah. of, you know what an egregious hit is. You know, when mm-hmm. it, you know when it's a late hit. You know when it's a helmet to helmet. You know when it's to the legs. Yeah. You know when somebody's le- legitimately trying to drive someone into the ground well after they could have let up. You know when that's happening. And now you're just making the ref's job way more complicated than it should be. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on to our next bit of news, uh, which is Greg Olson is way ahead of his rehab, and he could return later this season um, at an earlier date than they thought he could be. So Yeah. So that's, he found that. Yeah, it, it could potentially help kickstart a – kind of sluggish a little bit Panthers offense like yes they put up like 24 a game or something like that but they're still sluggish like they're, they're getting those points in like you know I mean? like later in the game and stuff and they're kind of one-dimensional at this point uh it's pretty much just Cam yeah and, and McCaffrey just playing ball. really good yeah uh, had 140 uh, 184 yards last game on like 28 carries or something so it's just, the offense is just one-dimensional and Greg Olsen uh, being a borderline Hall of Famer that he is will help that uh, passing game a lot. And then it opens the stuff up for the receivers, for DJ Moore and for uh, Devin Funches too, and it helps Cam out with uh, passing. I think they need to get DJ Moore well yeah. well more involved than they are I already do, are. I, I think so too. I think it's yeah. just – I mean, he's – we saw what, that one game he was a game changer? Yeah. Came on the field, most explosive player they have outside of Christian um, as far as a skill player goes. Yeah. Uh, it's like just get him more involved. Devin Funches is a solid starting receiver. Get DJ Moore more involved. It's your offense is going to be way more explosive. You've got Cam Newton. He's a former MVP. Although yeah. I think he's a little bit overrated in the sense of I think he's just inconsistent. He's still a great player. Yeah. He's still in a former MVP. He still went to a Super Bowl, and yeah. they were actually they actually had a chance to win that game um, yeah. until Von Miller just took over. So. Like, you have these pieces. Carolina could be a Super Bowl contending team. Yes. Get get your offense going. Yeah. Like, Cam Newton needs some help. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I get on to Cam Newton a lot about certain things, but the one thing is he does need help. Like, his receivers yeah. aren't helping him out. The offensive coordinator's mm-hmm. not helping him out. Christian McCaffrey's, like, doing everything. He's running yeah. and catching. Get the receivers involved with the passing game. Yeah. Uh, because Greg Olson's out, and, you know, he's his favorite target. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, but this is good news for him. Yeah. If Greg Olson can come back, uh, like you said, it can just really help out their offense and yeah. really, really actually help those receivers out a lot more because Greg Olson's such a huge threat to yeah. do anything he wants. So, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Okay. 
So our third bit of news is for the first time ever, there will be a female um, announcing duo yeah. in the form of Hannah Stark and Andrea Creamer. I want to say that's how you pronounce it. I might be wrong. Yeah, that's how Kramer or Creamer? Yeah, one of those two. But they will be on Amazon Prime and they will be, uh, they will be doing Thursday night football games. Yeah, um, I think this is huge. I think it, I think it's great too. Uh, we're seeing more and more women get involved in sports and all that. Uh, WWE just had the first announcer, uh, a first official uh, full time announcer, in, uh, as a woman, uh, Renee Young, is doing announcing full time now for WWE, and now we're seeing it in the NFL too. It's all we've seen Doris Burke do it a lot in the NBA. Yeah. so it's am- it's amazing to see the uh, progression that we've done as like just in general. For uh for the uh for women's uh for, like women in sports and all that yeah it's just think, amazing to see well I just I don't understand what this whole thing it's like I know people make jokes about it and whatnot and like all the yeah. you know try to make jokes about women announcing and like oh the games are terrible and it's like no it, there's yeah. plenty of men that or are horrendous yeah um at announcing <laughs> football games or any game in, in general yeah and it's like I can't like there's a lot of guys I can't listen to. Um, not every guy is, is Gus Johnson, who I yeah. love. I could watch any game he announces. By far the best announcer. So it's like, there's not every guy is like just yeah. Gon- uh, Gus Johnson who just makes things that much more exciting. Yeah. Some of them are boring and monotone and like you just don't want to listen to them. John Gruden was a great yeah. announcer. Not everybody's John Gruden. Yeah. A lot of these guys, that they're not that good. I'm sure there's women, as they start getting more opportunities, there's going to be women yeah. that are way better than a lot of men that announce. Yeah. Um, these two, you know, in particular, they're great. They've been killing yeah. it on ESPN and SportsCenter for such a long time. Yeah. I think it's been it, it's long overdue that they actually get a shot to do these things. Yeah. Um, and I think most of the women that are on now are doing a fantastic job. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I've never had an issue with them announcing. Me I don't either. get annoyed. I don't think they're bad. Like, I don't think any of that. I think yeah. they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, and whether they enjoy football or they're just doing it as a chance to get more opportunities... That's that's another conversation, but the fact that they're getting these opportunities, period, yeah. I think is a huge deal, and I think it's I think it's great for sports in general. Yeah, I do too. Just for more diversity, for more people getting involved with these sports. Yeah, like the more people you have involved with these sports, the more people that are interested in these sports, the longer these sports are going to continue to grow and get better and just make more money, which is yeah. the ultimate goal for these companies and these sports. So I think it's just a great thing. Um, and I'm glad that the, I wish it wasn't I on did, Amazon I Prime. I, did, I wish it I was, was on something more mainstream. I wish they would just like do it. Let uh, Joe Buck have the break, I guess, and Troy Aikman have a break uh, from this game, or just do it uh, next week because it's a big game. You know what I mean? Let them have it next week or something. Just let them do a prime time game on actual television instead of Amazon Prime. I don't know how Amazon Prime works. I don't know if you have to pay for the game. Uh, but yeah, and I guess it's just like a streaming service, basically, yeah. or whatever. Um, and I would assume it just allows you to watch the games there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I kind of wish they were on like a main, more mainstream. That way, it'd be a little bit better. Yeah. But regardless, the opportunity it's still great, and I'm just glad that it, this yeah. this uh, change is starting to happen. Yeah, I am too. And that we're starting to see this this growth of diversity in announcing. So I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty awesome, and yeah, I'm happy for both of them, and I hope mm-hmm. more women start to get the chance to yeah. do these things. Um. So yeah. yeah. But all right, so our fourth bit of news is the Vikings are sending Everson Griffin to get some mental health treatment, and basically yeah. until he gets better. Yeah, there uh, report uh, there was reports coming out that uh, his teammates. I know it's a different thing the past couple of weeks. 
and all that, and then obviously like mental health when you when stuff just gets held in and stuff, it just boils out at some point or another. And you've seen it with uh, him, uh, the reports coming in that he's uh, trying to break into a teammate's house and then him threatening to shoot somebody and all that. But it's it's good that he's trying to, that they're getting him help. You know what I mean? Because mental health is a, is a very, uh, I don't know, I'm losing the word. Serious. Serious issue. Yeah, yeah, serious, serious issue. issue. Yeah, and it's, uh, it needs to be taken care of too because it's, uh, it's plaguing a lot of people at the, like, just at the moment, like, not even football players, and just, like, in general, in life, like, depression and all that, it plagues a lot of people. And just to get the help and, and just to uh, reach out to somebody or if somebody help, just reaching out for them and getting them help is a great thing to see. Yeah, and I'm glad the Vikings are doing this. Um, you know, it's not good that he's threatening people. It's not good that he was planning to break yeah. into a teammate's house. However, you know, if he's really suffering from depression or, you know, whatever he's suffering yeah. from... I think he needs to get help. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. You can be one of the best defensive ends in football, like I think he is, um, a three-time Pro Bowler the last three and being that so the past three years in a row. Yeah. So, like, it can happen to anybody. And mm-hmm. for him to accept the help and for the Vikings to send the help, I think it's just awesome. I hope he gets better. I hope whatever he's dealing with, he gets through. Uh, and... You know, I hope he gets. You know, he returns to the field in like a yeah. better state because uh, he's a great player, and that Vikings defense is going to miss him because he is like I've mentioned plenty of times, the anchor of that defense. Yeah, he's he what is. makes him go, uh, and it's I, yeah. I hate to see it. I hate to see it, but mm-hmm. you know, you also can't walk around threatening to <clears throat> shoot people and things like that. So yeah. hopefully, whatever happens, he gets taken care of. Uh, let's go to Michael Thomas. Had some interesting words. He said he will be historically great and that he doesn't need to be a loudmouth to do it. It's, it's a it, lot of shots fired right now. Yeah, and, <laughs> I, you, and I think most most football fans know who they're throwing at. They're throwing at Antonio Brown and Odell. That's who they're mainly throwing at. And the thing is, he could po- possibly be better than both of them because this is only his third year in the league. He's on pace. He won't do it. This, I think it's impossible. But he's on pace to get 200 receptions this year. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, but he could break the real reception record. He really could. He's uh, he is a. Uh, I I think he's a. T- I think he's moved up into the top five. If I didn't have him there to begin with, uh, I forgot what I put him. He has at. what 38 receptions. 38 receptions. Yeah, and he's, he's and he and listen to this. Yeah. He was. He's only been targeted. I want to say, 40 times. And he's caught 38 of those targets. I guess those uh, Gatorade thing, like squeezing the Gatorade bottles helps. I don't know. I mean, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's a remarkable player. I mean, you never hear anything about yeah. him. That's why people forget about him. Um, we both had him ranked as the sixth best, sixth best receiver in the yeah. National Football League. He's definitely in the top five at this point. Uh, he'll get into the top five yeah. after this season, I think. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, and I think he has a chance, like you said, to be... One of the best, if not the best, in the NFL eventually. Yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's a special player. Yeah, if you kind of look at it, you, uh, Jerry Rice wasn't really a loudmouth player. Uh, Barry Sanders, a running back, wasn't really a loudmouth player. They went out and they did their jobs, and they did it great. Julio and, Jones doesn't talk a lot. Yeah. Nope, A.J. Not. Green doesn't talk AJ a lot. Green, and nobody talks about A.J. Green. Yeah. He's been to seven straight Pro Bowls mm-hmm. in seven years. Yeah. Seven years, seven Pro Bowls. And he's probably going to be eight years, eight Pro Bowls. Yep. Nobody talks about him. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best in the league. Yep. And Michael Thomas, I mean, he's, a, he's just fun to watch. Yep. And, then like, and then everybody's like, who's number 13 for the Saints? Like, who is that guy? And then 
catching every ball, making all these yards, getting all these touchdowns, and then and then people can point back to Drew Brees saying yeah. this and that, like, well, it's Drew Brees doing this. It's like, no, like Drew Brees the first ballot Hall of Famer, but come on, like you you don't you don't throw the ball to him forty times and he catches thirty eight yeah. of them. Like, come on. If you can't, if you do look back in history, what uh, prima donna wide receiver is what he was uh, the report is like he's basically calling him a prim, prima donna wide receivers, uh, which are loudmouths and uh, like Odell the Owens, Odell. He, um, have they won a Super Bowl? No, Randy Moss. They caught they cause dysfunction in the locker room. Yeah, they do. Uh, and it, what do players like Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, AJ Green, they Larry don't cause Fitzgerald does don't cause turmoil. Yes, they don't have Super Bowls. Yes, like their teams suck. Well, wide receivers don't—they don't make or break a team. Yeah, you know, obviously we see the Patriots. They get guys from Walmart and they bring them in. They become Pro Bowl receivers. We see that happen. Yeah, but the point is, the guys that are loudmouths and prima donnas, although like Odell, Odell may be maybe the greatest talent, kind of like an Aaron Rodgers at the wide receiver position with his speed, his route running, his catching, like. I mean, just ridiculously gifted. Yeah. Um, like a Terrell Owens, who's ridiculously gifted. Uh, like Randy Moss, who may be the most gifted receiver of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Randy Moss cleaned his act up towards the end of his career and stopped being like a prima donna. But the point is, like, these guys, they just, like you said, they cause dysfunction and they cause this this turmoil amongst the team. Like, nobody wants to play with them. And they're always like, well, it's, it's my passion. My passion's what makes me want to... Uh, you want the ball so much? It's like that's no, that's that's BS. Your passion should say, "I want to win the game." Yeah, I want to win the game. That's my passion. I love football. I want to win. I don't care what it takes to win. Not I have to have fifteen catches or I have to have ten catches and a hundred yards. Like that's not that's not passion to win. That's just passion to pad your stats and just yeah. get what you want instead of what everybody else needs yeah. to win. So I love hearing that from Michael Thomas, yeah, and I think everything you know what we see from him. Kind yeah. of points to the fact that, like, he's going to be that type of... Sp- he could be historically great. Yeah. I mean, he's a special player. Yep. So, our last bit of news is the MVP favorites have come out, and Patrick Mahomes is the early favorite, which yeah. I, I think comes to no surprise. I mean, yeah. He jumped uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, I, guess, I guess, this past week, and... Uh, Behind Aaron Rodgers is Breeze, my MVP, and then Gurley, then Brady. So hopefully Breeze can get up there because I had him at MVP. But yeah, uh, Mahomes is playing now was mine. Uh, I did, I definitely did not see this coming. I thought he would struggle a little bit. Yeah, you. Uh, I, I, I didn't deny his talent, but I just thought he would. It would take him a year or two to actually get going. Uh, but he's he's clicking out of the gate, and it's, like it's said, amazing to watch. Like I said, from when I saw him at Texas Tech against Baker. Oh yeah, that uh, game. Was... Being an Oklahoma fan, I watched pretty much all the Oklahoma games I can, and I mean he threw for over seven hundred yards and yeah. seven touchdowns, and Baker threw for five hundred yards, yeah, or five hundred fifty yards or whatever, and seven touchdowns. Like, yeah, he went off. I mean, and you saw the talent. You're like, this kid mm-hmm. could be special. Yeah, and then of course he gets paired with Andy Reid. He gets to learn from Alex Smith, who never turns the ball over yeah. for a year. He gets Tyree Kill. He gets Travis Kelsey. He gets Kareem Hunt. Oh, and they add Sammy Watkins, who is a deep threat like crazy. And with a guy like Andy Reid, that could be a he could really turn into the guy we all thought he could. Yeah, it's like it's crazy. It's and he's got his head on straight. He's he he's humble. He wants to win. He's not all about oh I'm. 
do I want to be the best or I want to do this? It's like, no, he just puts, he puts the work in and he comes to play and he proves yeah. that he's like ultra talented. Yeah. It's crazy to watch. Uh, 13 touchdowns, what? Zero interceptions. Yeah. Like, come on. That doesn't happen. That's, that's, you're, that's like playing on rookie on, on Madden. Yeah. It's, uh, he's, he's literally having, he's, it's, he's, he's kind of having similar to what Peyton Manning had in, uh, that 2013 season, 2014, where he just went out the gates and started firing on all cylinders, but he's doing it better than Peyton. No turnovers, has more touchdowns, and the team is looking amazing. Like, he's elevated the team. That's an interesting comparison because I think right now, especially when the when the Chiefs used to be a top-five defense, yeah. you were like, oh, man, this defense is going to be good for a while. And now they're a bottom half of the league. They're not really that good. They allow a lot of points. They allow a lot of yards. And thankfully, Pat Mahomes is there as the QB. Yeah. Similar to what Peyton Manning had to deal with his entire career with the uh, – Colts. With the Colts in the first couple years mm-hmm. with Denver until Denver was like, oh, well, we need a defense because we just see all, saw what Seattle did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hopefully they correct that and they don't allow him to play without a defense because if they can get a top 15 defense with his talent on offense with those weapons, like the dude could win multiple Super Bowls yeah. and Andy Reid could finally break through and win games. He's never had a quarterback this talented. Yeah. Like, Donovan McNabb could be a Hall of Famer. We both think he should. But he's way more talented than Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Way more talented than Alex Smith. Yeah. Uh, way more talented than Michael Vick, in my opinion, uh, arm-wise. It's, it is fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, and that'd be crazy. I don't think there's ever been a player who won MVP in the second year, have they? There probably has. Uh, Brady didn't. Uh, maybe Kurt Warner. I think Kurt Warner. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, Kurt Warner because true. yeah because he came off uh, he can't he literally came out of Walmart and was like yeah and uh yeah and then, bag and groceries yeah. yeah so yeah yeah I mean hopefully he does well and I mean I'll continue to root for him I mean it'd just be fun to watch it's fun he is fun to watch just in general yeah yeah so let's get into these week four predictions um, first game is the Vikings versus the Rams and first off before we get into those. Me and Wyatt are both tied at 23 and 25. I was up uh, at 17 and 15 last week, and he was 15 and 17. Um, And I had, like, a terrible week, and Wyatt actually had a pretty solid week. Yeah, uh, the Um, Detroit game really helped out. So, and I I don't know, like, these games this year have just been weird. I feel like I just haven't been picking well. Obviously, I'm having a losing record. and (laughs) I mean, Wyatt hasn't picked particularly well, but last week he kind of got on a roll. So, hopefully both of us... Especially me, because I want to win. Hopefully, we can uh, or I can get on a roll and start going. So, hopefully, this week is my week with picks, even though I'm sure it won't be. So, let's get into it. Vikings at Los Angeles this Thursday night. Who you got? I got the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, – you, you agree with me on that? Yeah, I got yeah. the Rams, too. I, I just – well, it's not because Minnesota got destroyed by Buffalo. It's more because – the Rams have more of a complete team. Like, both of them are probably the two most complete teams in the NFL. Uh, but the Rams are just on all cylinders. I think the biggest thing we got to watch in this game is uh, with the key to leave out and uh, Marcus Peters out. Oh, Marcus Peters is out? Marcus Peters is out for the next couple of weeks with a calf injury. Oh, yeah. Him and That's Richards, right. That him, and right. Bo- him both and Richard Sherman. You know, Richard Sherman's not even on the uh, Rams. Both of them literally simultaneously got calf injuries around the same time. And both of them out for a couple weeks. Uh, so Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs got to step up. And Laquan Treadwell cannot drop any more passes. 
for these uh, for the Vikings offense. He's been struggling, and I love what Kirk Cousins is doing. Kirk Cousins is still finding. He, he's getting open a lot. His route running is really good. It's just he needs to learn to catch the ball. And uh, that could be the difference. That could be why the Vikings win. But I got the Rams just because the overall team is better. And they're at home. Yeah, I've got the Rams winning. Um, dang, I didn't. I forgot uh, Marcus Peters is out. But, yeah, I've, I've still got yeah. them winning. Todd Gurley is just a walking touchdown. <laughs> like, the dude will get you touchdowns. The dude's going to get you stuff. Yeah. Don't want on that offense. And Jared Goff has looked really good this year. Like, really freaking mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. He could be in that end of the season MVP MVP conversation. Um, his passers are looking crisp. He's making yeah. great throws. Um, and yeah, the offense is a great offense. Sean McVay is a special coach. Like the mm-hmm. dude's going to be around the league as a head coach, probably for the Rams. I would say if they're smart, for the next decade plus. I mean, I don't know. Jared Goff is looking really freaking good this year. Yeah. Um, and that defense, of course, they you know they got Aaron Donald, they've got Nadamakan. They got a great pass rush. They've got yeah, like that they're gonna be fine. Uh, Minnesota's offensive line scares me, hmm. um, especially against those guys. Like Aaron Donald, I think is gonna have a huge game. Um, and I don't know, I just I was really disappointed with Minnesota against the Bills, and and maybe maybe Kirk Cousins exploits that defense without those two star corners. Yeah. That could be the reason they lose, but I'm gonna have to go with the overall team, like you said. The just every all three phases of the game that the, yeah. the best team in the NFL right now is the Rams. So that's who I'm going with. Next game is Bengals at the Falcons. Uh, just because it's in the dome, I'm going to pick the Falcons because uh, it's it's I don't I Peyton was amazing in domes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we've seen Peyton Manning just explode in domes. Not play particularly well in weather games, but obviously Peyton Manning does. He plays. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He has played well in weather games, but I'm um, getting off the point here. Uh, uh, Matt Ryan, he just doesn't play good in uh, real weather games, but he's in a dome. He's he. They're in Atlanta. I want to go with the Falcons. He's another quarter. He's. It's like uh, uh, uh heck. Uh, wasn't Jekyll? Or what? Jekyll and Hyde. There yeah. we go. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like that for Matt Ryan when he's outside of the dome and when, he's, and when he's inside the dome. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Falcons too. Pretty much for the same reasons. Matt Ryan plays outstanding in the dome, especially at home. Yeah. And I don't know, like the Bengals, like they've got actually a really talented team. I'm just never sold on Marvin Lewis, especially going into the Falcons at their place, yeah. coming off a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, to a team that was better than them, and I think yeah. the Falcons, regardless of their uh, their two guys that are out and Deion Jones, and um, Keanu Neal, Keanu Neal, Ricardo Allen's out and too. Ricardo Allen's out. So yeah, they've got some big pieces on that defense out. I still think they're the better uh, the better team, and I think the Falcons will ultimately yeah. win. It might be like a close game. I would I could see it being like a three point game, like a twenty four twenty one victory. But I, I still got too. the uh, Falcons winning. All right, so the next game. All right, let's move on to Tampa Bay at Chicago. It's gonna be an interesting game. Uh, it, it, I think it depends on, on like it. It depends on Mitch, but it also doesn't. It depends on if they can get the Fitzpatrick, the uh, defensive line. It depends if Hakeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman can stir up the middle because Khalil Mack's gonna get double teamed by Cameron Bray because they don't necessarily need Cameron Bray to go out because they got OJ Howard. Uh, and Audrey Howard's a big body too. They can put yeah, in there as well. I so. know. So Leonard Floyd, 
uh, Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman need to get to the need to get to uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick because you've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick in pressure uh, in the Monday night game. He was just throwing it all over the place, and it's uh, and I think and also the receivers too. Uh, Kyle Fuller and uh, the uh, Kevin Tolliver uh, because uh, Mooka Moore is out for a couple weeks. Uh, the undrafted rookie Kevin Tolliver has to step up big. He's a bit he's a big corner. He's like six two or something. He's so, lanky, he's big, he's fast. Yeah. yeah, so he needs to step up. He got burnt on a couple of double moves by Christian Kirk, another rookie. So when you're facing all pro wide receivers, you can't do that. Yeah, so who you got? I want to pick the Bears because at home. Okay, at yeah. home, yeah, you got the Bears. I don't know. This is my team. I have faith in them this week. I want to pick the Bears. I'm not sold on Mitch Trubisky. I think he's going to be fine. But man, it's just—it's scaring me. Yeah. I don't know if it's because Matt Nagy's not wanting to call enough plays to get him in rhythm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he just doesn't trust him. I don't know if Trubisky's just not good. I'm gonna have to go with Tampa Bay. Tampa. I'm gonna have to go with Tampa, just simply because I think if anybody's going to beat the Bears defense, <laughs> it's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's just because things like that happen in the NFL. Yeah. And Tampa Bay has some crazy weapons on offense. They really do. Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Cameron Bray, and O.J. Howard is a crazy duo at uh, tight end. And not to mention they've got Ronald Jones in the backfield. Peyton mm-hmm. Barber is a solid player. They've got a solid offensive line. And Fitzpatrick can sling it. First player in NFL history to throw for three consecutive 400-yard games. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to throw for 300 yard or 400 yards in this game, but he could easily throw for, like, <clears throat> 325 and – three touchdowns yeah like I could see him exploiting this secondary for the defense on the Bears um, I know they've got a great pass I know Khalil Mack's been a man on a mission to prove everybody wrong and prove why he deserved that money uh, and I could see Khalil Mack still having a great game making some crazy plays but is, Trub- is Trubisky going to be enough to get the Bears 21 24 28 31 we've points we've only scored 30 in the past three years or something once once yeah, yeah one, so. so it's like can Trubisky do that yeah can he get in a rhythm? Because his defense is pretty solid. Yep. Uh, we see flashes of it. Can, can we put it together? He, can he we just put, put it together? together for one game. Put it together. If he can yeah. put it together against a team like this, who's kind of who who's played the Saints, yeah, the Eagles, and the Steelers, three teams that are all Super Bowl contending teams. Everybody thought were like shoo-ins to go to the Super Bowl. Beat the beat the Saints, beat the Eagles, and. Dang near about beat the Steelers. Probably should have so, beat the Steelers. Yeah, probably should have. Uh, so, just because they made stupid mistakes. So, yeah. yeah, this team's actually not bad. Um, they're pretty surprising to me. I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the yeah. NFL. So, yeah, I've got Tampa Bay beating the Bears. Just for the simple fact, I don't trust Trubisky. I don't trust him to score a lot of points. Until he proves me wrong, I, it's just going to scare me. Yeah. Against, the, in, against explosive offenses. Against a team like the Colts against a team maybe like the Bills or something like that where the offenses aren't that aren't clicking right now or yeah. not looking that great, uh, I'll go with the Bears. But when you face an explosive offense that could put up 30 points, even yeah. on a great defense like that. We've seen what they did to Phil, uh, Philly. Uh, yeah. You uh, know, you know, Jalen Mills is the uh, question mark of that Philly defense. But still, yeah. Yeah, they exploited it. They yeah, exploited they the could, weakness. They yeah. could easily do that this week with uh, Tolliver. So. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But I've got Tampa. All right, let's move on to Detroit at Dallas. It's uh, kind of one of those games that's like... It's kind of like the Seattle game last week. Hit like a snooze fest on it. But uh, 
I'm, I'll just go out real quick. Actually, it's kind of an interesting game. I'm going to go with the Lions. That's what I went to. I'm going to go with the Lions. The Dallas offense is not looking good. They're not giving it to Zeke enough. Mm-hmm. They're not trusting uh, Dak to throw it deep enough to do anything. That offense is looking horrendous. Their defense is looking really good. But the way the Lions looked last week, I'm going to have to give them the edge. I trust Matt Stafford more than Dak. Kerryon Johnson's a really good back. That offensive line is clicking, and they're really good. They have potential to be one of the best in the league. I like their, I like a lot of their guys in their line. That defense, coached by Patricia, pretty solid. They've got some players. I'm going to go with the Lions. Yeah, I, I am too. Just the same stuff you said. Uh I I just I don't like I think it's going to come out to time of possession in this game because you see uh well if you watch Sunday night uh the Patriots and the Lions they killed the time of possession with mm-hmm. the run game uh and short passes so it, I think it's going to come down to that just get Matthew Stafford in a rhythm and this team could easily be ten and six. Mm-hmm. This yeah. team could be dangerous. They yeah. could. So yeah. So we both got the Lions going. Mm-hmm. Going into Dallas and beating them. All right. Let's move on to. The Bills at the Packers. I don't know. Wait, this one's hard for me. It's uh, is it is that Bills defense going to step up like they did last week against a not so good offensive line? Even though the Packers have a better O line than the Vikings, is uh the immobile Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I could be able to get outside the pocket when that pass rush comes. It affected them last week against the Redskins, and they got uh, destroyed. Yeah. And the, I mean, granted, I think the Redskins are better than the Bills. I think the I think the defense may be a little bit better for the, for Buffalo than they are for uh, Washington, as well. The offense of, of the Bills struggle, so I'm gonna go with Green Bay because you have a rookie quarterback versus Aaron Rodgers, and it's, it's in Green Bay. That's yeah. why I'm gonna go with uh, the Packers too. It's Aaron Rodgers. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna count him out. They're in Green Bay. But it, it is Josh Allen. I think he's got a bright future if he can yeah. put continue to put the things together. We saw some crazy athleticism. We saw some crazy throws. He's got a lot of talent. Hopefully, he yeah. puts it together. Um, but he's still a year away from like yeah. helping the Bills really contend. And I think last week was kind of a not a fluke, but like you called it a trap game. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. You know, Vikings were looking ahead to the Rams. Didn't take the Bills serious because they've been blown yeah. out. And the Bills came out and played hard and punched mm-hmm. them in the face. Now, the real bold prediction is, is Clay Matthews going to get a rough in the passer this week? I'm going to guess yes. I am too. <laughs> I'm going to say he probably will. Yeah. That or he's going to... Get hurtled by Josh Allen. I wouldn't even say that. That or he's going to make a mockery of a sack or something like... Yeah. Some I don't know. Something's going to happen, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. Something's going to get him. I, just, I just think it's funny how... He's gotten one in three straight games. Yeah, the uh, Packers are the one that actually made up the role because they were complaining about how the body weight thing. Now they're the ones uh, reaping the repercussions of the role. Yep. So, Pretty interesting. <laughs> but let's go on to the Eagles at Tennessee. I'm, I'll just say this real quick. I've got the Eagles beating them. Marcus Mariota is most likely going to play. That's what, it popped up on my phone just now. He's, yeah, he's probably going to start. I'm not, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard, like, I'm not a big fan of Mariota. I think Carson Wentz, being back, he looked solid as crap last week against the Colts defense. That's underrated. That is really surprising. Fourth yeah. in the league in sacks. Or, t- I think, t- or tied third, excuse me. Tied third in the league in sacks. Yeah. With ten behind uh, the Bears at one and then, uh, man, I forgot who the other teams, but two teams that, uh, with eleven sacks. So, I'm blinking on it too. I don't know why. I but they're tied with the Cowboys and the Lions with ten yeah. sacks. So I mean, the Colts' defense is, was really a surprising thing. 
For Carson Wentz to do what he did and the that time of possession, man oh man, that's what he was great at last year, was no different. Came back, it was like he didn't miss a beat. Yeah. Time of possession, thirteen minute drive, killed the Colts. Colts mm-hmm. couldn't recover <clears throat> from it. Everybody was exhausted. Yeah. So yeah, I think they're gonna do the same, and I think the Titans roster is they're they're better than the Colts. Yeah. But the quarterback play is not better. And yeah. Andrew Luck did not play well at all last week against the Eagles defense. So I don't have a lot of faith in Marcus Mariota. Especially when he has nerve damage in his elbow. Yeah, so I'm gonna so, go with the Eagles. I think they're gonna win twenty four to ten ish, something like that. Like they're not gonna explode on offense, but the Titans are not gonna do well at all. I think it's gonna be the lock of the week. Okay. Yeah, like if you're in one of those leagues, say it every week, but it's gonna be lock I think if you're in one of those leagues, put this as your lock of the week. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of these games are interesting. Yeah. You never know. All right, let's move on to Houston at Indianapolis. All right, so I got Indy. It's because, like you said, the fourth most sacks in the league, the old line for the Texans is terrible. It is. And the run game hasn't gotten started. That's what I said about uh, Carolina uh, earlier in the the podcast, how they're a little bit one-dimensional at the moment. The Texans just won the bench all around. Even though it's kind of where the weakness is, and Indy, Indy, uh, Indianapolis is, uh, is their secondary. That's their weakness on defense. They're just one-dimensional. And a uh, good defense coordinator, uh, was, uh, I forgot his name, what's his name? For who? Indi- Indianapolis. Matt Eberflus. Yeah, Eberflus. Uh, if, he, if, if he's anything like the potential he could be, uh, he, could, uh, he, he should be able to contain Deshaun Watson's throwing ability. With some blitzes, with a terrible O line, and stopping the run, and just making them one dimensional throughout the game, it could be a shootout eventually because that uh, <laughs> the Texans defense well, has not lived up to anything. <laughs> the te- I mean JJ Watt is back. Yeah, like let's be clear, JJ Watt is back for the Texans. Um, yeah, the defense is still middle of the pack. Uh, I want to see the matchup. better than last year. The but matchup is uh, Quentin Nelson and uh, JJ Watt. That, that'll be fun that. to watch. I yeah. think. I think. J.J. Watt might get the best of him because J.J. Yeah. Watt's one of the greatest players of all time or, yeah. and will go down as one. But Quentin Nelson's been killing it this year. He's been great for the Colts. Like, mm-hmm. deservingly so of the sixth overall pick. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not liking the Colts offense. I'm just not liking it. Uh, you know, you guys have heard me. I'm, I'm a Colts fan. Uh, and I'm just not impressed with it. Like, yeah. and you can't throw the ball 40 times and end up with 160-something yards. Yeah. But you just can't do that. Not with Andrew Lug. Not with a guy of his talent. I know he's coming off that shoulder injury. I know he hasn't played in over a year. Or at the start of the season, hadn't played in over a year. The start, the first game of the season, he threw for 50, uh, threw 50 times. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a lot. He threw for 300-something yards. He should have thrown for over 400 yards. And it was only 300. His average pass... Um, his average uh, yard per completion... Is five point three yards. That's terrible, <laughs> terrible. What are you like? What What is going on? You got Andrew Luck back there, and look. I know we touched upon this uh, yesterday about you know Jacoby Brissett coming in. Like, is his shoulder still fine? But I'm questioning because a lot of these passes are short. I like Frank Wright. I think some of his play calling's been been fine. But you got to pass the ball in the field with Andrew Luck, yeah. or they're not going to beat the Texans. And I've got the Texans winning just simply because I don't trust their offense. I think the Colts' defense can hold them. But, man, like, when Andrew Luck's throwing five-yard passes, 
six yard passes, and then you're run, and then you run the ball when it's predictable to run the ball, and you get stuff. Like, I I don't trust him. I don't trust him at all. And I think Deshaun Watson can come out and have a you know have a really solid game, even against a close defense that's been surprising. Um, and I think the Texans defense could really reap the benefits of a Colts offense that's just not clicking. I mean, I get the Colts have had great success against the Texans historically. Um, even when the Colts have been bad, uh, the tech, they've just been able to beat the Texans even when they've had better rosters. So, And it's at Indianapolis. So I understand why you picked the Colts to win. But I don't know. I just, I'm not trusting the offense. Like, don't, don't come to me with five and a half more, yards per completion. I have more faith in Andrew Luck with a bad shoulder than I do with Deshaun Watson at the moment. Yeah, but at least Deshaun Watson's passing the ball in the field. Like, let's get he that. Look, he hasn't looked the best, though. Yeah, but state. Andrew Luck hasn't looked great either. Yeah. Like, so. neither, I mean, neither of them have. So, let's move on. The Dolphins yeah. at the Patriots. All right, so I got the upset of the week, if, if you want to call it that. I got Miami beating them. Uh, just for the simple fact is, I trust Adam Gase more than I do trust that defensive coordinator for New England. Even though it might not be, it's not all his fault because that talent on that defensive side is horrendous. You can put high schoolers back there, and they do just as good. Let's not go that far. That's, oh, it's over-exaggeration, <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh, it's yeah, the defense is terrible. Uh Ryan Tannehill is playing really good football. He's not playing great football, but he's playing good football. Uh and I trust that run game of Miami to be as effective as the Detroit run game was against New England's defense. That's why I got I think they're gonna kill the time of possession. So you got the Dolphins? I got the Dolphins. Patriots are not going to lose three straight. So you're going to say New England? I'm going to go New England. That's really my only reason. <laughs> like, oh, no, nah, that's not my only reason. But I just feel the Patriots, look, they've been backed into a corner. I, if they start the season one and three, like, that's not good. And granted, I don't think, like, you know, you've alluded to the Patriots team not being the best. And this Patriots team, yes, they're not as good as years past teams. They're but look, far less superior. But look, they're at home. The Dolphins usually have success against the Patriots when they're in Miami, and they're in New England this time. They're not going to lose three straight. The Bill Belichick, Tom Brady are not going to let that happen. Um, and look, I'm not going to be surprised if the Dolphins win. The Dolphins are surprising the heck out of me this year. I didn't think they were going to be that good either. Um, and they're they're playing as one of the better teams in the NFL right now. Ryan Tannehill, like you know, I mentioned yesterday, ten and one in his last eleven starts. Can he make it eleven and one in his last twelve? We'll see what happens. I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be like twenty to seventeen. Like I think the Dolphins are going to be in this game. Yeah. And they're going to prove like no, we we could win this division this year. But I think I don't see New England losing three straight. Tom Brady's going to have a pretty solid game, and I think Bill Belichick's going to ha- come out with a really good game plan to make sure they don't go one and three. Could you see Miami being uh, Atlanta from was three years ago and uh, Vikings from two years ago? Yeah, they could. No, they really could. Go like 5-0 or something, then just bomb out the rest of the half of the uh, Oh, like that? that? Yeah. Yes, I could see that, yes. Uh, I thought you were meaning, like, could they be, like, a a team that almost makes the Super Bowl? I was saying, like, yeah, they could be. They could, yeah, they could be that, too. Could they also be the team that goes 5-0 and, and, like, just... Like the Chiefs last year, too. That just craps out? Yes, they very well could be. Uh, It's hard hard to sustain winning in this league. We see Mm -hmm. it. 
Like, that's why the Patriots are so special. Yeah. Two decades of dominance. Two decades of winning. Two decades of getting to Super Bowls. Getting to AFC Championships. Can the Dolphins do it? I don't know. Like, I think if they lose this game, I think it'll be better for them. Because, like, what is it, that statistic? Like, teams that start out 5-0 and are usually... It's just not good. Yeah, it's statistically, like statistically, yeah. Like, like statistically, they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, like the uh, like what was it? the last team? The last two teams? Uh, the last time I ever seen like a team go five and zero and like make the playoffs is when the Man- Manning and Brady rivalry was going on, and that's when they usually play was on like six and zero. So I don't know both teams were like seven and zero. Yeah, and they just collide. And so. they were, and they're just they were such great quarterbacks. Yeah, and you know, Tannehill could you know could crap out the, the yeah. Dolphins the whole could crap out. Um, yeah, yeah, I. That's that's an interesting point. Yeah, yeah. they <laughs> they could definitely go five and zero um, and lose, but I don't see them beating the Patriots. Yeah. Um, and I actually I see them going to uh, being like nine and seven, ten and six, being and like being team. right there. Yeah. So yeah. let's go on to New York at Jacksonville. New York Jets that is <clears throat> at Jacksonville. So I got uh, Jacksonville just because the defense is outstanding. And uh, I don't think Blake Bortles could have any worse of a game. And they still almost won. So, yeah, (laughs) that's why. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jacksonville as well. Um, Simply for that defense. Sam Darnold, I think, is probably – you know, I love Sam Darnold. I think he's going to be fine in this league. But I think he's going to throw a couple picks. Yeah, I do too. I think he's going to get sacked a lot because that offensive line is not that good. Mm -hmm. Um. And yeah, I think the Jacksonville defense is going to take over. Uh, and I think Keelan Cole is going to have another big game. Yep, especially if Jamal Adams is, like, guarding somebody else, like a Devon, Dante He's a safety. He's not going to be yeah. man up on top of him. So, I know. Yeah, I think Keelan Cole is actually going to have a pretty big game. I could see him having, like, eight receptions, 115, 120 yards, a touchdown or two. Like, I could see him having a big game. Uh, uh, I think Blake Bortles is going to play better. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, I still, I'm still not a fan of Blake Bortles. I still don't think he's a, that great of a quarterback. They could do a lot better. He just needs to play 25% solid. better than what he did last week, and they'll win. If he's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback, they'll yeah. win. If he plays a bottom-half quarterback, like we saw last week, they're not going to win. Yeah. What are you going to get from Blake Bortles? That's what's going to be the difference in this game. It really is. They're at home, though. It's against a rookie quarterback with that best yeah. defense in football. It's going to be the Jacks. Yeah. <laughs> They can't possibly lose two games at home to far superior teams, can they? Far so, yeah. less superior? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at home. Yeah, so, no, I, I hope not. But yeah, we've, you never know. They've lost the teams that they shouldn't have last year, so. Yep. All right, let's go to the Browns playing the Raiders in Oakland. Yeah, that's a hard one. Well, my, this is my, interesting. My, my thing is... I can see John Gruden going, uh, John Gruden going zero and four. I I can really see him going zero and four, and him trying to like build up through the draft and get because he has ten years, <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, he can he can build up through the draft if he wants to. There's some really good defensive talent in this next draft, and because they've had the lead all three games in the going into the second half, is he tanking? I don't know, but the team is right. They I don't think he's tanking. Game. I don't think he's tanking. I just think they're not finishing at all. I don't think. Yeah. Um, who'd you go with? I'm going with Cleveland. Going with Cleveland. Just I'm gonna go with better Cleveland defense. Too. I'm gonna go with Cleveland too. I don't trust the Raiders' defense. I think Baker Mayfield's gonna play very well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got weapons on offense. I think they're gonna run the ball well. Yeah. Um, I like their coaches better. Uh, and I think the Browns' defense is gonna have a really good game. Yeah. Um, I think Baker is too. Yeah, I think uh, like I said, I think Baker's gonna have a really good game and. 
And look, maybe the maybe the Raiders go in at halftime leading again. Mm-hmm. They could be like the Colts last year. The Colts were like led in like Yeah. I wanna say it was like eleven eleven or twelve games going into the third quarter. Uh and in the fourth quarter there was a lot of games they were leading and they end up losing. Yeah. Because of coaching. Uh maybe it's John Gruden. Maybe maybe John Gruden is tanking. I don't think that's the reason. But I just don't think they're that good of a team. I think outside of Derek Carr and Marshawn Lynch, yeah. I don't really see them as that good of a team. Like yeah. They need a lot of help on defense. A lot of help. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've got Cleveland winning yeah. simply because of defense. Yeah, I, do I think too. Baker's going to exploit that defense, and I think the coaching staff is going to exploit that defense. I think so, too. Yeah. All right, so next game. All right, Seattle at Arizona. I'll be quick with this. Seattle. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Seattle. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be closer than what people think because Rosen is a he. I think Rosen. He's legit. Yeah, he's. I think he's gonna be legit too. Uh, we actually get to see him in full a full game this game, so it's gonna be an exciting game to watch if you get if you get that game. So yeah, I think Seattle's gonna play. I think Seattle's gonna play fine. I'm still not a big fan of their team. Um, yeah, I just don't. I don't. I mean, we have to see. It's it's Rosen's first start. Yeah, like that's, that's it's what gonna be hard. Was. It's you know it's against. It's not in Seattle, which helps. Uh, that would have definitely like been a no brainer for Seattle to win. But I'm just not. I don't know. We got to we got to see what Josh Rosen's really made of. Um, I thought he looked fine against the Bears when he came in, but fine is not gonna cut it in this league as a as a franchise quarterback. And I just trust Russell Wilson more right now. They beat a good team in the Cowboys with a solid or with one of the better defenses in the league. And the Cardinals have a solid defense, but I think the Cowboys is better. And I think Russell Wilson's gonna have a pretty pretty good game. So. Yeah, I think yeah, I think yeah. And also you look at it, Russell Wilson over Rosen. Yeah, that's, you trust a, more. yeah that's what that's what that's what came down to me. I think Rosen's gonna be fine. Yeah, I do too. But I think, you know, it's gonna take him a take him a few games to get adjusted yeah. and get used to everything. Alright, let's move on to New Orleans. At the New York Giants. I got the Saints in a close one. In a field goal, Will Lutz kicks it, makes it if he's still their kicker. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints, too. Uh, Drew Brees is playing out of his mind. Michael Thomas playing out of his mind. Yeah. Um, I think after this game is when they get back Mark Ingram. And then that running game is going to start doing a lot better. Yeah. Just simply because Alvin Kamara is not a running back, like a guy that's going to get you 25, 30 carries a game and get that. Uh, he's going to get 15 carries a game. That's what he is. Um, and he had 15 receptions last game. 15 as a running back and over 100 yards receiving. Uh, he's a special He's a special player, a versatile guy. Yeah. Um, but they need Mark Ingram back. Regardless, though, I think Drew Brees is playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Cam Jordan's going to go off and have a big game against <laughs> oh, yeah. that right terrible side. offensive line. Yeah, that, that right that side. That all right side for sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Elon Man's not looking great. He's just, he, he looked, looked good fine. last week. He looked fine last week. Yeah. But we, we get. I just don't trust him at this point in his career to actually go out and win a game by himself. This actually could be one of those games that's surprisingly a high-scoring game. Yeah, I can see that. Because Odell could go played. off. Saquon could go off. Saquon's looking pretty solid. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe Eli starts getting a rhythm and they, they explode on offense. But regardless, I still think the Saints are going to come out on top, even if it's a high-scoring game. Yeah, I think last time they played, like a couple of years ago, uh, Eli Mann had over 500 yards or something. Oh, and, really? And wow. uh, so did uh, Drew Brees. So. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, that could be a fun game to watch. 
Uh, yeah, I've got the Saints, though. Drew Brees, yeah, I, like, too. I mean, you pick him as MVP candidate. You weren't confident in it, but probably should be now. He's third, he's third in the voting. He's so. balling right now. So let's go to the 49ers at the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I don't know who's going to be the quarterback. It could be Tom Savage at this point, but it's most likely going to be C.J. Beathard. Uh, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I'm going with the Chargers. <laughs> I yeah, think it's going to be a not even, it's going to be like a 14 point win. It's going to be a blowout in NFL terms. So, yeah, I think yeah, I think the Chargers are going to win. Uh, it sucks to see Jimmy G get hurt yeah, like that. It really does. Um, even though he should have just stepped out of bounds, like one yard is not going to make or break you getting a touchdown. Your 135 million dollar quarterback or whatever it is, like step out of bounds. Regardless, though, C.J. Beathard's not going to be able to get it done. He's a solid backup, but that's all. That's is. a devastating blow to a team mm-hmm. like that. That does more than just losing a quarterback. That's like everybody else is like, oh, crap, yeah, no, we just lost our guy. Yeah, even the coaching staff is going to be like deflated. So, yeah, I've got the Chargers winning pretty easily. And I say by like twenty points. Or and something. it's in Los Angeles too. Even though that doesn't really make a difference because they're, they're both in California, but yeah, no, but yeah, and that, but Chargers don't even have a home. Stadium at this so, point. So yeah, I think yeah. yeah, but I still think Chargers are gonna win. Yeah, they're at home. I think so. uh, Philip Rivers is gonna have a big game. Yeah, I do. So. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. So yeah, we going to the next game. Yeah, uh, Baltimore at Pittsburgh for the Sunday night. I got Baltimore. Oh, okay. I just I don't know. you don't know what you're gonna get on Joe Flacco, but I'm more confident in the inconsistent Joe Flacco than I am in what's going on with uh, Pittsburgh right now. Man, yeah. you got Baltimore. I was thinking about picking them. Uh, they do Pitt. struggle on prime time a little bit, but lately they have. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Pitt. Gonna go with Pitt. I'm gonna go with Pitt. Uh, not because I picked them to go to the Super Bowl and win, um, kind of. But <laughs> no, I just think I think Big Ben's playing outstanding. Um, I think Juju Smith Schuster's playing great too. I think he, he's yeah, third he's, in the league in receiving. He's really good. He's playing outstanding. Um, James Conner's playing great. Uh, Antonio Brown's still playing really good. He just hasn't had yeah. like that breakout performance yet. We we're all waiting for. So yeah, I think I think the Steelers' offense is going to be able to um, score more points than the Ravens' offense. Even though the Ravens are looking solid, the Ravens I think are going to be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be it's going to come down to them because I don't think the Steelers are going to walk in and get uh, win the division. Like I think the Ravens could win. I think the Ravens are going to win at home later in the season. Yeah, uh, but right now I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to build off that momentum um, with the way their yeah. offense played, and I think they're going to be able to eke out a victory over the Ravens. I think yeah, it'll be a close game though. It always is. I want to see how they utilize Lamar in this game because they've been playing him in some jet motions and stuff, faking the defense. And that big game like this, divisional game, could decide the division later on in the season. Uh, do they give him the ball at some point? Like, hey, we're going to pitch it to you, you, let you throw it deep, get a touchdown or something. Lamar could be a key point in this game to watch. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, that's that's a good point. He could be a huge X factor, especially like you said. Yeah. I mean, this game could potentially be a game that determines later on in the season who's going to yeah. make the playoffs. Um, yeah, man, that's an interesting point. Yeah, but I still got the Steelers. We'll just see what happens. I, I trust think, Baltimore more. That's my. I just think at home they're going to yeah. play well. It's prime time. It's Big Ben. It's Brown. I think Antonio Brown's going to come out to play. He always mm-hmm. plays well against the Ravens. Yeah, he usually does. So. Usually makes some big crazy play, like you know, a couple years ago, reaching over the uh, goal line. So I think it'll be close, though. I think it'll be a close game. Yeah, yeah, 27, 24, 24, 21. It's gonna too. be close. Yeah. Um, it'll be a fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. 
Monday Night Football, our last game we're going to go into. Kansas City at Denver. I'm going to go with Kansas City. I am too, but it did scare me a little bit because they did kind of stall out. I don't know if they, what they were doing. They, they were playing conservative because they were up so much. Mm-hmm. But they did stall out in that uh, third and fourth quarter a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, you get that I, Andy Reid effect of like starting to play conservative and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I understand. But Pat Mahomes is special. Yeah, he really is. It, he's a lot better than Case about Keenum already. We talked about it earlier. but yeah. uh, The Denver defense is still solid. They're still good. They're still rocking. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's going to come down if if Von Miller can get to Pat Mahomes a couple times. Could, yeah. Could he disrupt it? We haven't really seen Pat Mahomes get hit a lot this year, yeah, have we? No, we haven't. So yeah, could Von Miller make a? I think he's the best pass rusher in the league. We both do. Yeah. Could he make the difference and win the game? I mean, he's had to do it plenty of times. Or in could his he career. go out and guard Travis Kelsey? Uh, like he did with Gronk in the uh, AFC Championship, can he do that effectively? Yeah. Because Wade Phillips is going to come to play for that uh, oh, for yeah. that Denver defense. It's going to be a fun uh, defense versus uh, high power defense versus a high power offense matchup. Yeah. Um, I still got, but you know, uh, I, do, I got Chiefs, the Chiefs. Yeah. I just think their offense is going to be be more explosive. They're going to hit some big plays. Denver's offense. I think is Kareem Hunt. We have not seen him do yeah. a lot this season. He got a couple touchdowns last game, but he hasn't rushed for a lot of yards. He hasn't been a huge factor. I think he could be the X factor in this game. I could see him going for over 100 yards um, just for simply because maybe maybe Von Miller does start creating some havoc in the backfield and they have to start running the ball and keeping him honest. And you know they're going to attack. You know they're going to put pressure on Mahomes. You know they're going to defend well. Yeah. Um, they're just a well-coached defense. So... It could be interesting, but... Case Keenum has to step up his play, too, on that Denver offense. He's playing solid, but yeah, nothing special. Nothing that makes me say, like, they're going to be a Super Bowl contending team, especially, yeah. like, especially that, and probably not even a playoff team. Yeah. So, and I think Kansas City is just, like, better than a lot of people thought they were going to be. Uh, yeah. I think they're going to go proven 4-0, and look, they could be like they did last year, go 5-0 and and sputter. Yeah, they could be that same but team that we said Miami could I be. think they're a little different this yeah. year, and I think... But the way that offense is playing, man. Yeah, I trust that offense a little bit more than I trust Denver's offense. So yeah, I think points. It'd be a fun game to watch though, because uh, I just love watching Bob mm-hmm. Miller play and Pat Mahomes is yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, that concludes our Week Four predictions. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back on Saturday with. I think we're gonna go into the top ten biggest bust. Um, since 2013 or 14. Since 2013 or 14. And usually that will consist of, you know, like the first yeah. round picks for the most first part. First or second, yeah. Um, and we'll probably exclude injuries and things like that because I don't really consider that all like a big bust. Uh, you just couldn't stay healthy. We didn't mm-hmm. see if you ever could play good. So, But we'll get into all that on Saturday. Yeah. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on social media. Ask us questions. Uh, for me at VarsityGinger55. For Wyatt. Uh, underscore Sparky underscore four. Um, yeah, so hit us up on there if you ever have any questions or feedback. And uh, we'll see you guys Saturday. And hope you guys enjoy Thursday Night Football. Have a good one. See ya.